Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? Share this in a special delivery where we cover all the week in television. Of course, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones tonight, Insecure, all kind of stuff. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, the captain of the spaceship, and I'm joined by two very special guests tonight. I mean, it's a combination of all of the Fan Bros Show for all nerds shows tonight. We have, first up, who's first? Nobody oh, it's wanted me. to jump in right there. I was trying to be polite. Ladies first. <laughs> All right, so it's your friendly neighborhood deadly diva, a.k.a. Chakra Khan, a.k.a. Misty Knight Rider, a.k.a. Full Metal Smack-A-Chick, and wow. I'm just here to talk Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. That's it? That's all you got? I got more, but I was trying to be polite. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you know, we have Deadly Diva in the house tonight representing the Outlaw Bars pod, you know, the anime-focused podcast that you can hear on our SoundCloud, on iTunes. You know, you're subscribed already, so you already know that. And also in the Spaceship in the Estate pod, as D. Chico Leo would say, happy birthday to him. He's not here tonight, but we do have... Illawasi the champ. Let's get it. All right, no AKAs as usual, just straightforward to it. LYC the champ is here representing the Slam Bros pod. Him and Bowman 12L, you know, do that, the wrestling base, you know, everything that happens in a squared circle type podcast. And of course, it's your boy, DJ Ben, I mean, AKA Dr. Ma- Whose Mans is this? Here, you know, represent Fan Bro Show. You know, a little something I do. But, you know, let's get right to it. We've been talking intros way too long already. The Queen's Justice is in tonight's episode. And, I mean, I'm just stumbling over words because, oh, my God, yo, this joint was lit. Like, you talk about, you know, things not moving in the previous, what, seven seasons, whatever it's been. And, Lord of mercy, are they rolling right now. And, wow, I mean. I'll let y'all start. You know, where where, where do y'all want to start at? Yeah, so let's start on Dragonstone because we finally get um, Jon Snow on the shore. Um, Tyrion and Missandei greet him. They give up their weapons because no one's foolish enough to allow strangers in front of their queen with weaponry. And then Danny does something I'm not really keen on. She tries to extract the oath of fealty without really figuring out who she's dealing with. I really wish she would have taken a like a cue from Tyrion and kind of felt John out before she started making demands because that gets her nowhere. Jon Snow bends the effing knee for no one and I love it. That was a great scene watching it play out because you know as a Snow fan as a Daenerys fan you want to see kind of who's going to win out this little chess game of wills that they're playing and I think it played out perfectly where John, you know, didn't bend the knee and Daenerys still, she was, you know, she was giving her proper respect. And um, so they handled it deftly. It was real curious to see how it played out and it went well. What we, what'd you think about it, Ben? 
Um, I thought that Daenerys is still like what I've been saying about Daenerys. I think Daenerys is, you know, she is a Targaryen and it's showing up more and more. You know, she might not be the Mad King just yet, but she has that just crazy nature, the willful nature where she just like, you know, whatever. I'm this and that. Look at all my names. You know, I've got three dragons. I can do anything, you know. And it's just been ending badly for her everywhere she's gone so far. So I'm not really impressed with all that. So I I thought it was very well handled as well. I thought the tension in that scene was incredible, especially once, you know, Danny does start really turning it up on John. Like, well, uh, you know, what do I really need you for? You know, blah, blah, blah. And what, what you going to do now? You know, I thought all that was handled very well. Now, she was talking big shit until Varys ran in and told her what happened to Theon and Yara and and the ladies from Dorne because up until that point she didn't need John. She could talk big shit, she can dismiss him. But at that point, even though John doesn't realize it, she knows and Tyrion knows and Varys knows and Missandei knows that she actually now needs Jon Snow. Yeah, and that I mean that made it really dope, you know. But again, it's still the thing with with Game of Thrones and a lot of shows, everything borders on information and communication. I like the fact that she, um, you know, I, I like Daenerys. So I guess more so than Ben is falling out of love with her, but she's still the woman. And just to her, for her to hold that position and try to, you know, basically uh, son Jon Snow, and for him to stand his ground was cool. But then to see it twist on a on a on his heel as soon as Varys came in and whispered in her ear, it was like, oh, well, may I help you take your bags? <laughs> her whole style changed up. <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, so that was greatness just to see how she had to be a diplomat. And in that scene, Jon Snow makes reference to the fact that she's better than Cersei. You know, the fact that she cares enough about her people that she's just not going to throw them so that they become cannon fathers shows and proves that she's better than Cersei. She may be, I mean, you have to be kind of narcissistic and, you know, crazed in your own right to be a queen, a king, a president or whatever. But she has compassion for her people and she's trying to do things the right way. But then as the, the, the last episode and this episode progresses and then in the previews, you see she has to resort to those Targaryen roots, you know, and, and put them dragons and set it off on the ass like juvenile style. But it's not necessarily uh, right. her Targaryen roots. It's the fact that she needs to exert her power. I was like, you can only smile and nod for so long. I'm like, at some point you have to show strength. And that's that's the thing. Danny's trying to be like the gloved hand and Cersei's just being brute force at this point. But that's not that's not even what I want to talk about. I want to know why Varys doesn't have any good information lately. Like, mm. why did Varys not know that Euron was on the waters? Mm. Well, well, like, how, how did that happen? Varys is supposed to have all manner of information, but he had none. Their fleet was decimated because no one knew Euron was on the waters. Well, I mean, it's how the little birds work, though. I mean, they have to be operating in different cities and different places. He got the information. but um, And that's the thing that I loved about the Elena uh, Tyrell and also um, in the preview where it shows Danny saying, you know, I'm tired of these clever plans. You know, and the things that, that uh, Olena was saying is holding true. I've outlived many a clever man. So Tyrion's idea to take Cassidy Rock and all this other stuff was cool. And it was good ideas. It's great in theory. And we see that the um, the Unsullied are able to get out there and do it and, and take the rock. But the Lannisters have already moved on to take House Tyrell because they need the gold and uh, of Highgarden. So you see their clever plans, you know, unfurling. And sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they do. 
But Cersei isn't. She's not being. Uh, she's clever too. You know what I mean. And that's the thing. But she's just ruthless about hers. And right now, Danny is not exerting that ruthless side of herself that we know exists. No, and I, I agree there. And I'm not really falling out of love with Danny. I've just always been wary of Danny. You know, I've always been like, oh, okay. You know, you could go that left. You could go left at any moment. And if you go left, it's like, you know, she holds, you know, she's like our current situation right now with president. Like, maybe a little whoa, left. Whoa, light, whoa, 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 sweetie. Whoa, I love whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, I let, love let, you deeply. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me explain. Let me explain. It's like, like I said, a little less light. But she holds such weapons of mass destruction that if at any point she's like, ah, F it. It's a problem for the world. You know, it's not just like. Oh, she can cause a little damage. No, she, you know, tens of thousands of people die immediately within hours. You know, so that's that's the difference. But they keep reiterating that fact is that, yeah, I know that. she's exerting restraint and she's yes. not. She could go and take King's Landing, but so many people would die in yep. the process. that It's not worth it. So it just shows that she's a better person, you know, but now oh, she yeah, her, I know that. Hand, her hand is being forced in a way that she needs. She's taking L's left and right. And she needs wins, but now she also, unbeknownst to him, needs Jon Snow. So the fact that they're able to make an agreement and, you know, come to terms about the uh, the Dragonglass, it proceeds, you know, it allows both of these uh, storylines to proceed apace. Because now we know that the, the armies of the North are going to be able to be supplied with the Dragonglass, but we also know that there's also a need for uh, Jon and Danny to basically, you know, be in cahoots with each other. So it just becomes a matter of how is it going to play out. Are they going to go after Cersei first? Are they going to go after the Night King first? Are they going to have to fight on two fronts? Like, how is it going to play out? And we still have a whole other season to attend to. But on the good side, we finally got the, you know, Bran Stark and um, Sansa were reunited. Yo! Yo! (laughs) (laughs) Yo! Bran! was like yo just his face i need a gif of that like the when she comes up to him crying and the reaction you know shot of him is just blank blank like he's like, seen too much that's the problem yes yes, yes he has a, he has that thousand yard stare that they talk about you know when you've been on the battlefield too long and you've seen way too much because yeah he you know he got to look at a punisher in them eyes boy like it's cold i am the three-eyed raven <laughs> okay but one thing one thing i will say and i'm not one to give props to sansa stark because i don't find her to be quite competent or tolerable but she was handling herself as lady of winterfell really yes. really well and normally i don't i would never say that but she did a really good job and the fact that she's able to kind of keep little finger like at an arm's length even though she's trying to be right underneath her left titty is like remarkable to me but see, I, I see Sansa more as analogous to Cersei. She's just Cersei gone good, you know? No, but... no, 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 no. No, If anyone has the potential to go mad, it's not Danny. It's Sansa. That's my whole because... point. That's what I'm saying. I see Sansa as analogous to Cersei. She's just Cersei gone good. And no, she that, hasn't I mean, gone Sansa's good. Sansa's been through so much. She hasn't she's, gone she's... good. She hasn't had the opportunity to flex her muscle. That's the problem. With her being in charge of the North, and we don't know how long John is going to be at Dragonstone, I'm like, the first person who comes upon the North will feel the full extent of her wrath. Because mm-hmm. on top of everything else, she's trying to prove herself because she's been so abused. She's trying to prove to herself and, and to the world that she's not the one to fuck with. 
But I think that that's part of it. I think that, like you just said, she's not the one to fuck with. I think Littlefinger's going to find that out. I think a lot of people are going to find it out. But she's learned lessons, not only from observing Cersei, not only from the Machiavellian ways of Littlefinger, but also from Ramsay and his mm-hmm. ruthlessness and his trickery. Like, yeah. Sansa's a beast, and nobody really knows it yet. But yep. she's a beast, you know, and she's on top of her shit. And I think that people are sleeping on her in a way. We make the comparison between, where I was going with that, but we make the comparison between Cersei and Danny. But Sansa's a queen, you know what I mean? And she's on her shit. So that's the thing that people are going to underestimate her. Like, oh, it's a little baby Stark. And I think that's going to be like one of the major L's that the Lannisters take. When they realize, oh, Sansa's at Winterfell? Oh, we can take Winterfell and they're going to blow them out the fucking water. And then it's like, oh, 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 oh. I think that that's going to be the thing that's going to come. Where Sansa is going to be pitted against the Lannisters in a way that's going to make waves. I don't think the I don't think the Lannisters make it that far north this season. That's too- <laughs> oh, I thought you I thought you were saying in general, like they just don't make it that far north in general. They just get so I'm like, I just I'm like that happens. that's a long way for them to travel. And as we all know, winter is here. So eventually but, that battle probably will come, but probably not until next season. Yeah, I can see that. But I think there's gonna something's going to happen at Dragonstone before this season is out. You know, I think some type of battle is gonna take place there. I don't think the Lannisters are gonna have to go all the way north to see where Jon Snow is at because he's still there mining right now and you know mining's gonna take a little bit so Ooh. well I mean Euron Greyjoy and his crew are gonna go oh, on uh, are gonna oh, roll up on Dragonstone oh, and they gonna get the fuck up where isn't oh. Euron Greyjoy gonna show up at like with his magic everywhere you know, super be- super because Euron is a beast he's like herpes <laughs> you can't get rid of him <laughs> Euron is a beast, and he's so right. funny, yo. You he just, is so funny. You, you just said that Sansa <laughs> is a beast. So how is Euron Greyjoy on the same level of Sansa? He's not on the same level. He's just a different type of beast. Game of Thrones got so many. Cersei's a beast. Olena Tyrell was a beast, and she got poisoned today. I mean, but her last line to Jamie Lennon, be sure to let Cersei know I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I want piss on your grave as I have step into mine. There's so many beasts on this show. But Euron is comical, clowning Jamie this whole time, trying to find. Yo, we're we gonna talk later, so you can tell me how to best fuck your sister. The sister queen that I'm trying to get down with. Straight dick move. But after he rode into, into the queen's court on his horse, carrying two women, I mean, the dude is hilarious. And it's just like he, and he's not over the top with it either. You know what I mean? It's just the like dude it's is very, a psychopath. Wait, 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 definitely, wait, wait, wait. He's a psycho. psychopath. Definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Definitely. Not over the top with it. No, what I mean by that is like there's certain people who like clown in the same way that um, we'll get to power. But Tommy is one of my favorite psychopaths. But he leans a little over. At times, in a way that Euron is almost there, but he's like, right now, he has a little more grounded edge to him because of how they play him on the show. Like, he has that same comedic, psychopathic villain. But him and Tommy would be boys, you know, and you love Tommy. But that's the thing that they're doing with him. That's what makes him so entertaining to me. He he is the Tommy of fucking Game of Thrones right now. Mm, Diva, how, how do you feel about Euron? He is a mad goddamn dog. Like, he's not fit to live amongst normal people. And the problem is, is that Cersei, 
Cersei's backed herself into a corner because she has no allies. Really, all she has is goddamn Euron. Luckily for her, he's been effective in what he's done. But rem- remember, Euron's a kin a kinslayer. Euron, um, and this is like book related, but he's a he's a legitimate psychopath. Like he's not to be trusted. At and all. The, at all, like not at all. I was like, the fact that he kept Asha is going to be problematic later on just because of the way that he is. I was like, no one is safe. And Cersei getting in bed with him figuratively and literally is going to screw her over in the end. Mark my words. I mean, I fully agree with that. I just don't, I mean, I find Euron highly entertaining. I think he's definitely hilarious. You know, his comedy aspects, I don't deny. What I do find, I just find that he's been built up too quickly to be this ultra badass. And I know that Diva, you told me in the books and people have told me, alluded that he has like magical powers and all this that makes him such a badass. But, you know, on the show, I just don't find him to be badass. He reminds me of, you know, God bless the dead of like George Michael if he'd gone evil or something like it's just not like I'm just not I mean but I guess George Michael going evil you know is kind of you know threatening so no but um, see George well, Michael the, gone but, evil is still a sexy beast um there's nothing appealing about urine gray joy but the other thing you run okay. into is the fact that we're dealing with time Game of Thrones doesn't have the time to waste laying out the slow build for your honor. Yep, we got a season and a half left. So it's like, we got to give you this dude <laughs> in all this glory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, but I mean, that's just crazy. So he, they can't like spread out his dickishness so that you get like a good feel for him and get, you know, it's just like, we just got to give you all the dick right now. My, uh, okay, right, but you have like a shit ton of people who can see. You have Bran who has the site. You have Melisandre. You have Thoros of Mir. Somebody can see something to give me a five-minute flashback. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have too many people who can see things to not and, give me that flashback. And, and not even that. It's more so like, okay, but you spent this time building up Asha. You know, you spent this time building up the Great Joys, and you like, then you just introduced this dude. And I get it. You know, he's a dude, and that's showing off how you know the Great Joys and those people are still you know dominated by men, so they're not going to just jump in bed and follow her. So they follow him when he shows up. I get all that. But then the first time he gets in a battle with her, you know, he just serves the Sand Snakes and then serves her. And it's just like, oh, God, all right, I get it. You know, he's got to be the bid bad of this season. And like Ella said, you don't have the time. So here he is in all his glory. But whatever. Be, I I'm, mean, but it, not the, the thing of it is, is that this is what I told you about about story. You know what I'm saying? And about seeding things. Though. They've talked about Euron enough that his legend has existed, and they've mentioned him. You know, he's a good captain. Yep. He's just badass. So they've seeded it. So when he comes, it's like, it's no surprise. You know what I mean? It's just now you're getting to see him in action. Yep. I mean, you know, so that's the thing that I'm saying. It's like when you have the story, when you're going to put something out there, just seed it in a story so that you're not taken aback. Like, oh, how does he just show up on a scene? He's a bad. Like, they've been talking about Uncle, you know, his Uncle Euron who got banished yep. and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that happened. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm glad they didn't kill off Asha. We had a great scene with um, Cersei and the Sand Snakes and and uh, the the mother of the Sand oh Snakes. Oh my God! All right, Alaria. Got it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just try to interrupt you there because I've always talked about you know everyone who listens to Fanbro Show knows my love for Cersei never ends. But yo, she's straight up and down evil. Like she is beyond <laughs> evil. Like, I, I mean, I can't even give her credit for you know it's just sweet revenge. You know, because that was sweet revenge, but. Jeez, that is some evil stuff. 
Oh man, and I'm you know, and then and then and then you're re- you're really left wondering did she clean herself up well enough after you know before she went and saw Jamie because that could yeah. well yeah that's yeah that like, oh, oh that's the real question right there, folks. You know, the maester said it does take weeks sometimes. You know, mm. Mm. yeah, no, yeah. I don't think Jamie's gonna go out like that, but um, I, that that thought did cross my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, oh. oh I, I bet it would have crossed yeah. Jamie's if he'd known before. Let's let that let's let that antidote kick in before you start giving me head. Uh, okay, sis. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. oh, and I mean, speaking of that, there was a lot of glances between Jon Snow and Daenerys this episode that were seeding mm. it. No, 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 no. No, that is his aunt. We will not do this. Oh, no, we will Targaryen, not do this. Targaryens do it, though. Targaryens. Oh, okay, I, am, I, under, I understand that. I am well aware that they marry their siblings. Well aware of that. How the fuck ever? They John married Snow, them, they smack it up. Jon Snow was not raised a Targaryen, so I don't think he'd go that route. And Danny, right now... <laughs> That no, that's I've I've had enough I've had enough you know incest in this show to last me a lifetime. This is one that we don't need well, to do. Because well, 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 you have to re- <laughs> no, because you have to remember that what was it? Now that Bran showed up back at Winterfell, Sansa was like, "Well, you're the Lord of Winterfell," and he's like, "No, I'm not." I was like, "But Sansa's back in that position where one of her brothers is a, can, if he wanted to, snatch power right from her." Danny, once she finds out, and she should find out, hopefully next episode, that John is the son of her brother. Now her claim to the throne is threatened because he's a more legitimate heir. She won't mm. find that out though. That'll come later, uh, yeah. and that'll come once they get Brand involved. That you're gonna find out that, and that's probably gonna be after Danny and John are already in love, uh, and they're already, you know. <laughs> you know what? Why? Why do you keep? Why do you insist oh, upon oh, this? Please. Yeah. Why do you why do you insist upon this? Listen, Danny is still hung, no, Danny is see, still hung I, up on Kyle Drogo. John is still nah. hung up on Egret, and that is the way that we are leaving it. I have spoken. Well, well, now she likes the other white meat. So Jon Snow has come up there, you know, and that's just what it is. He's Jon Snow. I mean, he, he does makes, slightly remember uh, resemble Dario, so you know she is trying to, you know, Darius. Dario. Okay, you know what? I'm yeah. done with the both of y'all. I'm done with the both of y'all. Yeah, I am. I am too pure and wholesome for this line of talk. I'm done with. <laughs> I'm done with that too. Um, yeah. Now, like you know, Illa already kind of spoiled that for people who haven't seen the episode and are still listening to this for some reason, but. The end of the episode was quite epic, I have to say. Yo, shout out to Grey Worm. That fight sequence where my man was serving fools in the hallway, you know, easily topped anything I saw in all the whole first season of Iron Fist. And then, you know, of course, you had Jamie flipping it on him. And, and then, you know, mm, 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 the Tyrells. You know, it's funny. I cannot remember what book I read when I was young. It was like some fantasy series. But they'd always talk about, you know, families being eliminated and stuff. And I was like, really, how does that happen? And then you see it happen on Game of Thrones, like, you know, one by one. And then, you know, all at once, you just see a family just being eliminated. And mm, like, yeah. and it was whack because Sam's dad, Sam Tarly's dad, is riding. He chose to, you know, posse up with Jamie and the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And then um, contrasting that with his son doing, you know, and altruistic thing and helping out 
uh, Jorah Mormont, who's yep. going to come into the fray in a, probably the next two episodes as he rejoins his queen. So, you know. But, but I was like, about, I hated you know, the end of that Alina go out like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but she'd already done so much dirt. Like she said, you know, she'd already done all the dirt. She had no regrets. You know, yeah, she I mean, no she family. wasn't tripping. She was, she was caught, in, you know, wearing all black as it, you know, he walks in the door. She already knows what time it is. Oh yeah, when she saw saw him outside uh, in, in her balcony window. No, but, I mean, just for that, she's in. But what made it great man. though is she just called everything. She's like, "Yo, your sister is the worst," and she called. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just read. She just read Cersei. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she's him. a monster. Yeah. And you're in bed with this monster. It's gonna cur- She's like, it's gonna. She's making a prediction. It's gonna come out to bite you in your ass. You're fucking up. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But oh, let me drop the mic on. And I was the one who murdered your son. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. Drops mic. <laughs> I- I've already drank this poison. So fuck you. Fuck your couch. It's like, <laughs> oh. And the look, the look on Jamie's face that constipated. Like, oh. The- <laughs> <laughs> The tightening of the sphincter. Like, oh. Yo, like, you know he bitch. wanted to reach for that sword and just cut her up. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was going to bash her with the candle that was sitting on the table. I thought, like, anything. <laughs> I had no idea because I'm like, she just gulped down that poison. Like, oh, does it hurt? Nope. Gulp? Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> oh, shit. Run tail that. Run tell that. <laughs> Run tell that to Cersei. So it's like, you know, my house is gone, but I took your son, man. And, and oh, my man. memory lives forever on that one, boy. You know, man, you will never forget my name. So mm. if I did one good thing in this world, I got rid of that terror. Man. <laughs> True. Okay, but here's but here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. Remember that Cersei has been like hell bent on destroying Tyrion. For the sole reason that she thinks that Tyrion was the one who killed Joffrey. Mm. Jamie was not Jamie was never a hundred percent on that. Wow. And he believed Tyrion he believed Tyrion did not kill. So remember, like from the end of season six, like we saw in Jamie's eyes that he's like, Okay, Cersei is becoming a problem. Even when you look at him now, he's mm-hmm. like, why don't we just, you know, chill and, you know, yep. just live? And she's like, no, I want everything. Like, mm-hmm. he sees the development of a mad monarch in her. But he's in love. Well, two things. One, No, he's not. No, wait, wait. <laughs> two things. Two things. Two things. With Tyrion, Cersei just hates Tyrion, you know, for the feeling like uh, for everything. You know, when yeah. you were born, our mother died. So when your big head ass was born... You killed her. That's what she said, you know, about him mm-hmm. being this deformed dwarf with the big head yep. comes out with the womb killing her. So she's always hated Tyrion, and Jamie's always loved him. But there, he loves Jamie loves Cersei, and so he's doing this out of this blind love and devotion to him. And the thing that hasn't hit him yet is that moment of clarity where you fall out of love and you realize that you know this isn't what I thought it was, and he sees it. But he's kind of in denial of it. Like when Elena confronts him, she's like, you know, she's a monster. You know, all this shit, you know who you're dealing with. And he doesn't care. And so when that moment hits where Cersei turns her back on, either turns her back on Jamie or she goes too far in his eyes, then he's going to flip. 
And that's the thing that's going to set it off for them. But that moment hasn't hit yet. He's still like, he's still believing that he can influence Cersei in a way that makes her do, you know, like he said, he's like, well, when she creates this peace, you know, and he's rationalizing this whole thing away. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta eliminate all these families and murder all these people because you know, be peace. and then there'll be peace. Like, yeah, because Cersei has shown that she's a woman who really values peace. Get the fuck out of here, Jamie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like Jamie just hadn't had that moment yet where he's like, "Yo, this motherfucker crazy." And he, where he really has to check, and that's it. But we know he's capable of it because of the fact that he killed the Mad King, and now he's got to deal with the Mad Queen. Yeah. You know, so how is he going to? It's like, what's the thing that's gonna to to turn him? You know, in in wrestling, we's like, what, what's his turn? You know, what I mean, right right now he's a heel, but what's gonna be his turn? He got to be a face. When um, Cersei actually has a chance to kill Tyrion, because he won't I, allow that. That that's something that if he's pre, you know a la- present at, he's not gonna allow that. That would break him easily. That I would think you're right. If if not I, something before that, that would easily stop him. Because I do kind of agree with Diva. I think he's already had that moment. My moment of clarity for him was when he came and saw, saw her sitting on the throne, and he knew what she yeah. did to sit on that throne. Because after that, it's like, whoa. First of all, our son died because of what you did. You know, so there's no denying that. And all of our children have basically died because of stuff you've done, because of your mad rush for power. And then to see you sitting on the throne and chilling and not even, you know, like stressing that your son dropped out the window is that's when you got to realize that's that's at least the start of your turn, you know, to face. That's at least the beginning. That's the first I, moment of clarity. I mean, his start happened seasons ago because Jamie was low through the first two seasons. And then in season three, people started rooting for him. Yep. But it's just right now he's still a tweener, you know, and people want to. It's like they want him to just be a full-on good guy, but he loves his sister, and yes. he loves his family and what it stands for. But it's like now he's been he's being harassed by Euron, and he's seeing the stuff that Cersei does. And when she first comes in there after you know she got horny by uh, basically murdering or setting up uh, uh, the Sand Snake to be murdered, and came in there, he wasn't trying to kiss her, he wasn't trying to engage, you know. But I mean, she gave him poison dick head, and he was like, okay, oh. but yeah. But still, yeah, you know, so this time is coming. All right. Well, this is another great episode of Game of Thrones, man. I can't wait to see what's happening. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Like, Jamie probably should have. Um, okay. Oh, so, yeah, I'm not she sure. He should have put on a dragon skin. <laughs> something. 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 Got to prevent the burning. Oh. Oh. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh yeah. Welcome, welcome to special delivery, Diva. <laughs> ah, I think she already knew, but no need to remind her. Uh, so like we said, there's only now four episodes left. Hurts when that breathe, sounds about right. right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Wait, this so. is a seven episode season. This is episode yeah. three. I yeah. I thought it was like a eight episodes. I think maybe. it might be seven or eight. Not not entirely sure. I'm sure we'll be letting known in the comments. So, um, also this week, you know, there was a bit of an uproar, I have to say, real quick, over the whole no Confederate. I think we talked about this some last week, Ella, or did we even have a chance to talk about this? The Confederate show coming from HBO, which has really, 
you know, turn the internets upside down because people are just not here for it and not trying to see it and just really like, you know, letting HBO know that, nah, we're not really feeling this idea. You know, you, you got to come with something better. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, I, that I, I guess you, sound. Yeah, I guess you uh, disagree. I mean, I don't care, dude. Um, it's the the no confederacy is just <clears throat> like I think the concept for the show is kind of weak in and of itself. Um, but by the same token, there are plenty of things where it may not sound like a good idea, and I have to actually see it executed because I don't know where you're going with it. You know what I mean? And I always, always, always emphasize, you know, um, letting things play out, but also context, also you know everything else. You know what I mean? You got to give stuff a chance to really see what it is. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a really terrible idea. You know what I mean? Because certain things. Certain certain things look great on paper and then bad in execution. Certain things look, you know, terrible and then are better than you thought. So this shit looks like it's a trash ass idea, but it's like I don't know what direction they're trying to take it in. I haven't seen one real nobody has, you know what I mean? So that becomes a thing. And I think that in our current age, people just too often jump the gun on stuff. I mean, was this a dumbass idea by HBO and you know, the execution of it? Yes. But, like, do we know what's going to happen? Because to me, like, I, I posted something kind of jokingly, but I was saying, like, what if it turns out the whole show is about, like, this revolt and, like, this kind of black fantasy of people killing up everybody? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I don't think that'd be a good so idea. Like, Hold on. Hold know, on. Just, we don't. Whatever. Black fantasy, my ass. We all know that Benioff and Weiss are the ones behind it, and they can't do people of color right now. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to give them a context in which people of color are legally subjugated and expect them to do right by us then? Like, are you serious? Like, I don't need I don't need to know that cyanide is poison to know not to drink it. Mm. And, like, I also say, like, the one time that I can think of in recent memory where a show turned around for me is something like Underground. Because at first I was like, I'm not interested in this because I have no interest in slave narratives in the general. And then I really liked Underground, and I thought it was a great show, and I thought it really, you know, captured the essence of the problem of slavery, such as, like, something like the 13th from Ava did. You know, those things I really appreciate because I feel like they really capture the essence. American Gods, the episode with Orlando Jones, like, that really gets it. But the majority of things don't get it. And like Diva said, they've already shown on Game of Thrones that they have a very weird understanding of people of color and women in general and so it's like i'm not gonna be like oh yeah let me well, check you're this conflating out two different things though in that ah and game of thrones is created by george rr R. martin not david benioff and whatever his name white the the, the so television just show the is yes it's it's a two and different that's what beasts. i'm saying it's still two different beasts and yes you, and you they're ba but game of thrones is them Retranslating the books to series, uh, but they've already so, made other choices. Like they, like Danny isn't the same age that she's in the book. Like there's, there's other a lot of choices already been made that differ. Okay, yeah. if if yeah, you if you want to make the girl. argument, yes, hold on. But if you want to make the argument that A Song of Ice and Fire is different from Game of Thrones, no doubt whatsoever. I was like, but let's just look at their treatment of Dorne, which is a country of people of color. This is a very diverse population that they diverged from the book. They themselves diverged from the canon material. They themselves, they themselves screwed it up. 
I was like, that was, those were choices that they made. Those weren't in George's books. That was Benioff and White's. How were they portrayed in the books? So, what was it? Um, Obarasan was much stronger and fiercer. Was it the same with Nymeria, the same with Tyene? What was it? Alaria wasn't this raging bitch that they made her out to be. She was a, she was a, she was a very warm and loving mother way better than Cersei could ever be. These were strong, independent women who didn't need to kill their monarch in order to get things done. Well, yeah. These were this in in Dorne, women were held at an equal standard to men, which is what which was the only reason why like that where they killed when they killed Prince Dorne it made sense. I was like, but these were these were fully but in fully actualized and realized women. And what we got was a watered down version of some random frat boys wet dream. And that also, wasn't cool. Also in the book, though. So I'm so I'm sorry if you if you can't take something completely fictional and make it worth my while, how in the hell am I going to trust you with my actual history that people are trying to distort and act like it never happened any damn way? But also in the books, like because in the books, um, the, the prince is still alive or the king. Like the whole Dornish subplot that's happening in, in on this TV show is totally deviated but, from the books. But, yeah, but see, Ella, um, that's the point. It, that, hold on, hold sorry, on, let me finish my point. Because what I was gonna say to to Diva's point is that I agree with that. Um, just having read about the books, so like the whole Dornish plot is still going. So it, everything they've done in the show is totally abbreviated. They've totally shortcutted on Dorn. And again, and I'm not saying all this to defend him because I really gives no fucks about the Confederate. I'm not going to watch it because I don't like slave shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, just being consistent in my purview of watch shit before you hate it. That's really my take on it. I don't think it's a good idea, but at the same time, I've never seen it. I don't plan on watching it. I don't like watching slave. Any shit, some slave shit, I'm not fucking with it. Now, you give me some shit with some black folks murdering up some people, I right, cool. I like black revolutionary shit. I fucks with that. But like this shit, like I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? See, so, I but go even, ahead. Yeah, and I, I don't even. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even um, talking about having a black revolutionary shit because I don't think that's the option either. Like black people killing shit. None of that is going to, during the current state of what we live in, is going to achieve anything worthwhile other than a lot of people getting killed for no good reason. And my problem my with energy. it is more is what? What'd you say? Oh no no no! When I'm talking about the black revolutionary shit, I'm talking about any. I mean, it's fantasy, but it's also my entertainment. But you were saying yeah but th that creates reality and that's the problem like a lot of people were approaching me on twitter today why are you so mad about it being you know it's just a tv show why are you getting so upset with just over a tv show but everything about tv and media is what creates the system that we live in today and creates the reality that we live in today like the stories we tell ourselves are what create and the stories that are told to us are what create our lives like i was just presenting people with simple basic numbers like 85 percent of roles in hollywood go to white men why is that and no one has an answer for that when they tell me that white supremacy doesn't affect every aspect of media. But that is white supremacy. Normalizing whiteness is white supremacy because the world isn't white like that. The world isn't 85% white men. So there's no reason why TV and every other film you know, industry should reflect that. But that's what it does because it normalizes whiteness. And so when you ignore something like Dorn, you know, and when you make a show and people tell me, well, this is how they are in the book. This is the history. It's based on European history. But that's not even factual because European history is much more multicultural than we're told. The facts of the matter is that people from all over the world were traveling all over the world well before Europe was traveling all over the world. But, you know, that's not what's told. 
So even if it's based on European history, you have an influx of other people. So the cast could be multiracial in the first place, but it's not because that normalizes whiteness. And that's part of the problem. So no, like Diva said, I'm not gonna trust these people. And just because of my general distrust of slave narratives and my general distrust of how they've handled people of color, I'm not gonna trust them. And I feel like this is just people telling HBO straight up and down, yo, don't do this. Don't waste your money on it. So I don't have a problem why, with that. Why would you trust them? Yeah, I mean, never would. But, you know, I mean, there's other things. In, yeah, there's other things in TV this week. You know, as always, Insecure returns. I mean, mm, mm. Diva, are you, are you up on Insecure, first of all? Um... I may lose my black girl magic card. Oh, um, oh but, wow. But listen, listen, there's a lot of anime to watch. Don't judge me. <laughs> Outlaw. I do what I can. Bars. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. And she gets on me for not watching anime, so I understand. But damn. Because mm, I, you know, I was hoping for a woman's perspective on this I, one because. I can still give you a woman's perspective. Okay. Like, I'm. I, I know enough. I just haven't seen season one, okay? Ooh. I'll get there. All right. All right. I'll get All there. Right. Well, Ella, you know, Ella, I always appreciate your perspective on Insecure. And so what did you think of this episode? Because, wow. I thought it was pretty damn solid, man. I, this this show really just definitely handles relationships. We see... More um, than that, though, man. They're, they're handling so much, too. But go on. Yeah, more than just relationships. Because you see that... Um, and I like this direction. I would love it if they actually pursued it throughout the end of the show where, you know, there's consequences for the action. We see Lawrence, he did do what a dude would do, kind of go whack and went and got, you know, he, 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 he uh, had a quickie with, it, with Issa. And um, that's how the last episode ended. But in this episode, you see him apologize to uh, the new shorty, Tasha Thomas, um, who he had been kicking it with and who he kind of been, you know, just doing his thing with. And... It's like he's still a stand-up dude in a sense, and he just made a mistake. He owned it. Um, you see Issa still grappling with her thoughts and feelings on the situation. So you're just seeing all the different perspectives, all the different angles of a couple who, you know, breaks up and then just kind of face with should I or shouldn't I? You know, which direction I want to take my life, my love, etc. And you know they both still care about each other, but they just don't know what to do and what decision to make. And that's the thing, you know, that I'm curious to see, like how if they come back together, how will it be where they finally make the decision to kind of make the leap of faith and trust one another? Or will it be just pursuing Issa as she embarks on a whole new relationship? Lawrence, as he embarks on a whole new relationship, do they become friends? You know, so, I mean, it's so many different storytelling possibilities that really make it fascinating to watch. And I'm hoping that that's the case that, you know, Lawrence has his relationship with Tasha becomes something more or maybe, you know, he experiences it and then they decide, OK, the other thing that happens with people is once you start dating others, you're like, oh, ain't shit out here. I need to get back with what I know. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel <laughs> like, I feel like Lawrence already had that moment when Tasha was like, yo, you know, you want to come with me? Da, 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 da. And not even that her asking him to come with him. It was just more like them sitting on the couch and him like, yo, this is not the bouch. You know, this is not me and Issa sitting on the bouch. You know, it just it ain't the same mm -hmm. feeling here. You know, so I feel like he already had that moment where he's already realizing that this is just is what it is, you know, and even though, you know, trying to eat, you know, like, I mean, not trying to eat, you know, you hungry, like, you know, of course, a man gonna say he hungry, you know, because he, he, I mean, well, Lawrence, but, not, Lawrence barely got anywhere to sleep still. So, you know, he's still just like, you know, 
But that's the thing, though. Those are two different. Because one scene, the, the scene that happens earlier is him confessing to having slept with Issa. And yep. then she kicks him out. But yep. then later he comes back and he's like, you know, after apologizing, you see him come back and trying to make amends. And that's what she's like, you know, come on it. Because the first thing she asked him to attend a family gathering. We yep. know from the previews he's going to attend the family gathering. So Ooh, hey. he's going to, you know, he's trying to pursue something with her. And he also doesn't know what it is yet. You know, he had to figure it out. You know Way what I mean? too Shoot. soon for that, bro. Way too soon. No too matter, soon. Like, no matter even if this was like, you know, not a rebound relationship, that is like way too soon to me meeting the family. Oh no. A whole ass mm. it's not even like, you know, like a baby's birth. It's a whole ass family gathering, not like, you know, just dropping yeah. by a cookout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no. Failure. That's a failure. Yeah. 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 I mean, from the looks of it, like it, it reminded me of like when I was a kid, we'd be in Cali. And we have these big family reunions at the park, a big barbecue cookout. You know, family coming through with the coolest kids playing. With the we all up in the and everything, trees. Everything got matching T-shirts. Nah, like that's no. Nah, that's my, my family didn't get down like that. But uh, you know, what I'm saying it's uh, just everybody there. We had matching T-shirts at every reunion. Come on, man, you gotta have a matching T-shirt with Yeah, that didn't come till later, that. bro. Uh, I, I I never got down with the matching T-shirts, but I've seen it. But yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I guess your family didn't have that type of swag like mine did. But um, nah, yeah, I mean, you know, my family was fly, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fly. <laughs> little known fact, little little hidden gem. My cousin is actually a popular Michael Jackson impersonator. He appeared on late night TV. <laughs> oh my! Oh, yo, 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 hilarious. Your 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 reunions were lit. Then I'm not even. I'm not doubting Boy. nothing now. <laughs> Oh man, that would have been high. Appeared on talk shows and everything. Like, but you shit. know, every time at your reunion, people are like, "Come on, bro, you know, hit it, Come hit on, it." Like, you know, they throw on a mic as soon as he arrives. Man, Come <laughs> on, dude. the first hot tubs back in that like '80s. My uncle had this hot tub in his floor, not up above ground, in the floor. B, it, it's dope. Anyway, we, we, I digress. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's too soon, like you said, for Lawrence to really be trying to, you know, meet the fam. But we're going to see how that happens, see how that works out. I, and, I, I don't think well. But other things, like I wanted to say, like this show is really handling a lot of things very well. And the thing with Holly, that's her her friend, right? Her, that's her. Oh, I love how they turn that on his head. Yo, the, like, uh, just, like everything that she's going through at her job and everything, it's just speaking yep. so much. Like the show is really handling everything about race because also how – how it shows that how it's going on with Issa's job and and Holly's job and how they mirror each other. But you talking Molly. about Molly? Molly, yeah, sorry. Her Not friend Molly. I thought you were talking about um, I thought you is the white girl's name Holly. That's what I thought you meant. I don't think because her name is Holly. in the episode, basically Issa, uh, the white girl who's uh, Issa's partner, mm-hmm. is confronted with a black guy who basically is racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and so. And it's a it's that weird odd situation because as black people we know that dude might have a family member mm-hmm. somebody who's like that, and East is in the position where I need my job and I need this program to work, and so I'm willing to sweep it under the rug. And then you had this white girl who's like, "Yo, he's racist. We need to drop dime. We can't do whatever." And it's like East is kind of like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna let him slide because I need this to work." Mm-hmm. You know, and when confronted with it, you don't know how this going to play out. You know what I mean? Because East is not really trying to report it. And um, white people have this tendency to, uh, what we call them, tattletales. So you easily can see the blonde chick telling the boss and like, Issa, 
why didn't you let us know about you know this too? Yep. And Issa, you know, I could just easily see that happening in a couple episodes. Issa losing her job or something of that nature happening. But I, you know, it's no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, in certain instances, I mean, she's basically allowing racism to play out, and that's what the white girl is making a point of. Hey, if she was white, wouldn't you be like all the people on Twitter having a conniption because something like this happened? But you're just gonna let it slide because she's a black guy. Uh, see, I, 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 you you were doing so well until you said having a conniption. Like you were doing so well, and then you having a what? A, having a conniption. Then you just fumbled it at the one yard line. You've never but heard that phrase before? Conniption. Phrase? I've heard it, but that's not um that's the point. People expressing their feelings about something are not having a conniption. You know. It's more so the reaction to people expressing their feelings that it's a conniption fit, if you would actually like to judge it. And looking at my mentions today, I promise you that's the case. But, um, yeah, no, I would just really like how the show in general handles everyone. It's doing such a great job with, like, all the different characters. Um, what's his name? Lawrence's best friend is the worst and the best all at once. He's you know, greatness. I mean, my God. He is <laughs> Talk about a year on Greyjoy. He is pure comedy every time he shows up. Like, just I out of it. control. Oh, I love it. Like, just the show is so over and just such a great show. You know, Diva, I understand. I haven't watched Castlevania yet, so, you know, I feel you. But, like, Insecure is really, like, I mean, they were killing it in the first season, and they have just turned it all the way up in the second season. So I'm so proud of everyone behind it. Just great job. Music, you know, that's Solange and um, Raphael Sadiq just doing it. Like, the musical selection so sick. This show is just great on so many levels. Like, just exceptional work. Like, Yo, mm-hmm. what is my heart pump's code name on the show? I, I don't can't remember. Know. That is his name. Is my he called him Derek code. or something? Yeah, my heart pump's code. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's hilarious to see. When he comes, he's just sipping on that cranberry juice. Oh, <laughs> man. When Issa showed up, it was just like the worst. worst. She, she always looked like that? Come on. Uh, like, we all got that friend. Oh, man. Uh, and all right. You know, we brought it up earlier in the show, but Power once again returns with yet another episode. Like, mm, man. I mean, you know, like Game of Thrones, a lot of things happen in this episode. And it's, man, you know, I, I hate to read B. Like, you know, I, I yo, he's the <laughs> Oh, he's the worst. Like, I mean, just you, you talk about an imbecile. Like, I know it's a, it's like a, it's like a standard in shows that you know the black men have a dumbass son, and I've never really understood why that's like a trope. But you know, like it's usually in comedy shows. But man, or not even just black men, men in general always have dumb, sh- dumb sons on comedy shows. But yeah, Tariq. And now, do you? Do you watch Power I, Diva? I'm, I'm sure we had the the Diva doesn't have cable conversation. Oh. Okay, what I'm gonna need what I'm gonna need y'all to do is to stop <laughs> putting my non cable oh. having situation on blast. I don't appreciate it. I think it's hurtful and disrespectful. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to respect my agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reclaim your time, then, Diva, and you, and actually, in in certain cases, like with power, they, you have to they, actually be they, thankful they, that you they, don't have cable. That at you know, one like, time or another, when that... I was dating a hobosexual, um, I 
I'm 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 not ashamed to say that I have done it. Um, I did watch Power, so I know the basic premise and I know what's going on. I just don't care enough to keep up because at some point, like folks either need to die or like kill somebody because it's taking too long at this point. Yes. Well, people did die well, in this episode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. spoiler, spoiler alert. But um, a couple of people did meet their end in this episode. I finally learned his name in the episode that he died. Julio. <laughs> not 713 man. Oh, you didn't know Julio? No, I didn't know his name. I didn't care to know. I, got, I watch a Julio. lot of TVs. You think I'm going to keep up with all these characters' names? Like, oh, but Julio is cool. He they was. Only- but he the thing that's so wild, you know, like he, he they made him. That's, that's so, how I remember them. You know how trash power is that they made him. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, you mean it? I already know what you're gonna say. The fact that they drug his death scene out for like five minutes, <laughs> thinking he was gonna get away or something, <laughs> and then he just dies. <laughs> but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, yo. The fact that this is the thing, yo. Through, throughout, this is what Power Season 3 or 4 or something. Through all through, through all the seasons, Julio has been shown to be competent. <laughs> of all of them. He yes. has been, been yes. shown to be competent. Only in this season does he finally, like, they hit him with a smartened up ghost. Yeah. You know what i Like, how did he just. Oh, my God. He just walks right into the worst trap ever. Like, yo, Dre. <laughs> Dre, you in here? Nope. And it's like it's like these guys didn't bring guns. Like they really like four dudes really brought knives to a gunfight. Like, you know, Julio strapped, somehow they don't have guns. I guess that's to make it not look like one of their killings. Like they just shoot people so they have to knife. I don't know. It I mean and in the end they still made it look like one of their killings. Just I, what he exactly told them not to do. They made but, uh, it, Oh my yeah, and like we said, they dr- I mean Oh. Julio served them though. That's what made it. It's like, <laughs> he served them. Julio went out just like the uh, Prince of Dorn because he should have beat that one dude to death instead of standing over there gloating over him because then he got cut from behind and that was it. And, you know. I mean, but Julio, he served them for. That's what made it so hot. Three on one? Rest <laughs> <laughs> boy. I mean, he went out like a G, but then it's like, I thought he was crawling. Like, why is he crawling for so long? Is he about to First spell out call. Dre's name? No. 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 I'm just crawling for no good reason just and to drag on this scene. Just to drag this scene on. I guess they needed time to kill or something. And then, you know, oh. and I, I, that's something. It's like they made it seem like Julio was actually important. You know, like we were like really like, exactly. damn, I'm going to miss Julio. You know, remember all his storylines? <laughs> yeah, this being the only one. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what the show Power is, though, son. Power is a show where they'll 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 give you all the exposition. That's Julio. He was the connect for Tommy. He just got promoted in the last. It's like dog, because we have you don't know who. Let me get you caught up to speed. You know, um, you ever watch, uh, did you watch 24 back in the day? (laughs) It's just like 24. 24, with every episode, they're going to give you these rapid fire exposition. That's Jack Bauer. He's overseas right now. His helicopter was shot down just 24 hours. You know, it's like they're all, they're going to give you all this information just to download right quick. So let me get you caught up. 
Power does that incessantly. Like it's it's the most abnormal TV show shit that you could do. But Julio, oh man. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, we we had another death this episode, Diva. You know, if one wasn't enough for you, we also had the end of a character who I was, like, up and down on, really, uh, Jukebox. Because, yeah, she was, you know, at first I was really liking Jukebox, and then she just became comically evil. And, I mean, I really adored when she knocked Tariq over the head. You know, that, <laughs> that definitely, you know. Put that was awesome. Up, yeah, put her one up in my book. But, you know, once, you know, her end was weak as hell, like, you know, she the gets this, Oh, the whole scene was so The whole bad. turn, the whole Kanan turn was just... Yeah. It was uh, not played out well. Because I mean, it was trying to play it well because it was seated that, you know, he, you know, well, I mean, not really. The thing is, he he's, they kidnapped Fan Bro Show listeners. They kidnapped Tariq originally, like a season ago. And they abandoned this storyline where we're going to basically hold Tariq hostage and uh, we're going to basically um, we're going to hold him for ransom and get yep. this money from Ghost, etc. But then let's send Ghost to jail, came up in one of the writer's <laughs> room meetings and we just abandoned that storyline. <laughs> so then in the next season, we let the whole Ghost in jail thing play out, you know, and oh, oh, wait, wait, all of a sudden, let's get back to kidnapping this kid. Yeah, let's uh, bring randomly bots back out of nowhere. Back. Yeah, let's let's turn Kanan super evil again. Let's make him not have burns, even though he was burned up in Burn. a you know, fire. Like let's fifty cent, I guess, makeup costs too much. And you know, let's turn him evil, and then let's let you know at the end of it all, just have a really terrible scene where Jukebots. I don't know what her plan was. You know, she's by herself. I mean, it just. By- <laughs> It was so bad. It's like, I don't know who she has in here, so let's go up in there and get your son back. Hold Nobody. But Nobody. this is the thing about it, B. <laughs> Since season one, this dude has hated this cat. Yes. Hated him. Hated this. Kanan has hated Ghost in a very ill-defined storyline because we don't really know why he's hated him. He yep. set him up. Somehow, Ghost set up Kanan ambiguously and put him to jail. It's never quite been clearly explained what the deal was. But he set him up, sent him to jail. Uh, was Kanan a bad guy? Nope. From all intents and purposes, he helped Kate, Ghost and Tommy get out of the street. I mean, he helped them cut, rise up in the ranks as drug dealers, got them fed, got them money, got them fly. For some reason, Ghost decided to turn on him at some point. Never been explained. Kanan hates him. Every time you see him, he basically wants to kill him. He's he He looks at him with bloody murder in his eyes. He spends maybe five episodes with his son. And they never... <laughs> They sip never lean, show. Remember, remember they are sipping sip lean. Sipping lean, son. They they bonded over <laughs> lean, bro. That's all. They bonded, but it's like they never show Kanan showing any sign of any humanity, of uh, anything more than I want to murder your father, and I'm using you to that end to show that I have any kind of care for this kid. All of a sudden, in this episode, he goes. Uh, he goes. He he kidnaps ghosts. They go to oh, rob. Mean, you, you don't you don't need to. Re, we don't need to recap of all that. Cause that's just terrible. They you know basically it ends with yeah we 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 don't we don't need to redo that. Basically, no, I'm going the, the point of that him and ghosts finally like they they do a heist together and like now they're back cool again. <laughs> like what the fuck? Now now we back cool. Man, K, you know what you felt that when we was in there? Wasn't it like the old days? I mean, it's like, remember when he was in there and we shot one of my workers? 
<laughs> when we weren't supposed to hurt anybody, but this dude has a bullet in his head now. <laughs> what that great, just like old times. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you feel good? Oh man! All right, you know I think mean, so we're gonna I go in there and we, we, we turn a gun on me, or you can go rescue your son. Hey, why would Kanan help this motherfucker? Why? All right, all right. Oh my god! All right. Ooh, I think oh, and then Tommy, Tommy almost died. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> just, just randomly for good measure, Tommy goes up to Chicago right, in right, well, obvious I'll, setup. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. We we've given we've given enough time to this to this show, you know. Right now, I mean, power. You know, it is entertaining. It is what it is. You know, like I said before, it's Legends of Tomorrow for gangsters. It's just a show that ignores the rules of reality and in that and knows that it is like it definitely knows. None of this made sense, and so just go with it. So it works. So, um, yeah, we got to wrap up here. You know, it's been another special delivery. Thank you both for joining us. You know, please, you know, like we always say, let the people know where they can find you at and, you know, any last words before we go. All righty. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Deadly Diva. Because <laughs> these people won't respect my no cable having ass. That's okay, though. Um, and you can also find um, Outlaw Bars mm-hmm. at Outlaw Bars Pod um, on Twitter. If you're into anime, you should be following us. And make sure you check out the uh, Outlaw Views every hashtag, other, Every other right? Saturday. Saturday. Right now right? we're watching Little Witch Academia. It's cute. It's a welcome change over all of the gory stuff we've seen lately. Mm-hmm. All right. And Illa? You can holler at your mans at the Slam, Bro- Slam Bros Pod with me and the Bowman 12L. You can also also follow me at IllaYC because, you know, I need to get my Twitter numbers up so Ben Hameen can stop clowning me incessantly. You know, it's a real life or death situation. So highlight your mans at IllaYC. Yes, IllaYC. Please follow him because I don't have to clown. It's just a you know sad situation. But you got you to gotta work that Twitter, man. You got to work it and know how to use it, brother. You know, use the power for your own good. And yeah, you can follow me, you know, at DJ Ben I mean and Fan Bro Show, of course. Make sure you're subscribed to Fan Bro Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, the Loudspeakers Network on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Go over there and leave a comment, five stars. You know, we might start reading the best comments on the air. You know, let us know what you're watching out there when this special delivery drops, how you feel about everything, Game of Thrones, Euron, Power, Ghost. I know uh, Rick and Morty return tonight. Illa YC loves it, of course. You know, I got to get into it one of these days. And uh, that's about it. Hallelujah, holla back. Chill. <laughs> <laughs>